So 0800 150 You can only get into the prize stakes by making a call. So let's get into them. The first one to call. He's a good rugby brain. It's Craig from Tauranga. G'day, Craig. G'day, Steph. How you doing? Good, thanks, sir. Good. I've got, I, I got like half a dozen things I'd love to change about rugby. Um, you know, you could make it 13 men and six tackles. And, and uh, <laughs> um, No, seriously, though, I, I do, I'll, I'll go to my top two. I mean, actually, before I do, if you look at rugby showcase, which was the, the final on on Sunday morning for us versus the NRL showcase and their grand final. I know which game I'd rather watch. So rugby definitely has some work to do, um, yeah. without doubt. Uh, so the two big ones for me, and I know there's going to be more, um, the first one is uh, the advantage rule. Um, so for me, I think a knock-on advantage or something that's going to result in a, in a scrum or a free kick should be three phases. If you haven't made the advantage line within three phases, and, and um, got your advantage then, then blow the whistle because going on multiple phases um, and not stopping the clock or going back. Uh, and, and a penalty advantage, especially on the goal line, it, it just seems to be you either score or they'll go back for the penalty no matter how long it takes. Yep. So for me, that should be six phases. You've got six phases to get your advantage. If you don't, blow the penalty and, and let's go back rather than waiting for minutes and then going back. So three phases for knock-on, six for a for a penalty advantage and, and keep the game moving. And the other big one for me that's ruining rugby is, is the cards. Um, and I think that a red card, the threshold needs to be intense and needs to be... So an accidental head clash, if it has to be a yellow card to, to try to prevent people getting head knocks, that's fine. I can, I can live with that. But when it's an accidental and it ends up being a red card and, and ruining a game... Um, I think the red card threshold needs to change to to intent or, or malice or something like that. I, I just think the cards are, are ruining rugby. So those are my two big ones, the, the advantage rule and, and the red cards. Like them. Like them a lot, Craig. Thank you. Thanks for kicking us off. Yes. Uh, the red card one, I'm the same. Red card is it's like murder in the first degree. It's like the, the most malicious is saved for red. The most um, cynical. I don't mind that. Uh, let's go to Gary in Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, Seth. I've got a load of them, but I'll just stick to one. <laughs> um, we'll go with water boys. No water boys on the field at all, ever, during the match. If you want a drink of water, you go to the sideline. They can be there all match, and you can spend as much time as you like there having a drink of water. But that's it. They do not come on the field during play, not even in the break of play. I don't mind that. It's not as bad as in rugby league. I was watching, uh, I think it was Brisbane in the final, and Alan Langer spent the whole set of attacking six on the field, sort of between the back line and the fullback, just yelling at them. And then it's a yeah. two, it's a turnover and they leave. <laughs> yeah, he spends as much time on the park as the players. And I agree, there's too much of that outside pollution comes onto the field and these... Fake injuries, so players can get rests. But and the water boys, yeah, I'm with you. I like that. Good stuff, Greg. Uh, yeah, Gary, you can extrapolate it out as well. And like when you want to change your contact lens, or you know you need to strapping up, you've got to leave the field. Game carries on. Get yeah. done as quick as possible. Get back on. Yeah. Um, but the game doesn't stop. We don't. That's uh, yeah. There's too much stoppage, eh? And that, like, to me, I think that's a fairly simple one that could speed up the game. So I'm going to put down here, end casual stoppages. Yeah, and definitely just water boys in general, just not on the field. They can be on the sideline and you can drink as much as you like during the game. Yep. And you watch how many guys need a drink of water. Yeah. It won't be as much as they do now. That's right. That is right. Yeah. Good stuff, buddy. All right, Sam. Cheers, yeah. mate. See ya. Uh, life member Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Hi. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't call yesterday. I was feeling a bit, bit frustrated with um, the finals. That's okay. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I did miss you, though. So, so, yeah, still a bit gutted about the TMO, but I guess we'll have to move on that sport. Um, uh, there's a there's a big rule of Tanya. It's definitely the red card one. I, I enjoyed the 20-minute red card one. They could be replaced. And I don't like that you can review the red card. That's just a mess. Um I think if it's a red, it's a red. If it's a yellow, it's a yellow. You can't review it. I don't think so, you know. You review it after the game, and if if it's worse than it's meant to be, then, okay, suspend them after the game. But what's the point of suspending... What's the point of um, 
reviewing a red card. Um, if you're going to give it a yellow card and it's not going to be fair, then, you know, red card. Because like that Khaleesi, um, you know, and Kane, I reckon they both should have been red carded or they both should have been yellow carded. Just make up one, but we don't need to go back and review it. Oh, and, you know, sit there for ages and, oh, okay, now, nah. oh, it's not a yellow card, now it's a red card. Um, TMO, he, he can't go back more than two phases, which he clearly didn't. He, he went, he, they clearly didn't do that rule on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like that try from Aaron Smith, you can't go back that far. Yeah, I think, I'm not wanting to defend him, but he was calling knock-on right from the get-go. And Wayne Barnes was uh, saying, I didn't see a knock-on. And he said, it is a knock-on. He said, I didn't see a knock-on. And then when the try scored, he said to Wayne Barnes, we actually do have to go back and look at that because it was a knock-on. So, And it was a knock-on. That's the other thing. It was a yeah, knock-on. If it wasn't, and, I'd be and, and, I'd be spitting. Another annoying thing about Robbie is is TMO. You know, when they go out for a try, right, and they <laughs> always debate on it so long if it's a try or a no try, can we not just go up and say, I'm looking at a potential try? Mm. Is there any change around that one? Because that always frustrates when I watch rugby and it takes them so long to check if it's a try or if it's not a try. Do we just say, Ref, I've got a potential try. Can I go and look up? Because, you know, you get all excited. They go and score a try and then the ref's like, well, no, it's not a try anymore. So maybe they just go up, can we look at the try instead of either awarding a no try or a try because then it kind of gets a bit messed with all this... Um, evidence um yeah i don't know um and then yeah and and they're also talking about it on um i've had a run home yesterday do you go to um five subs instead of eight subs on the bench i don't know what your thinks are around that what the safety would be like but that was another rule i've also been um you know heard about and um i reckon scrum resets there should be a rule like maybe each team's only allowed one or two scrum resets and after that, you, the other, you get penalised, you know what I mean? So we stop stopping and starting with all these different um, scrums because that's going to also turn people off watching rugby as um, all the scrum resets as well, you know what I mean? Because, like, you'll watch a game and you can, like, well, I can go and go, I can go watch something else because I know it'll take them about three hours to reset the scrum. <laughs> so they probably need a rule We you only have a few rules. And I actually don't mind when they had the captain's challenge in rugby. I think that was pretty cool, one captain's challenge each. And I don't like the goal line dropout. I think they should get rid of that. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan on the goal line dropout either, really. So, right. yeah, there's quite a few things. I wouldn't mind them changing, actually. A lot of food for thought, Zade. Thank you for your call, buddy. Um, I'm trying to see... Is that Easty? Easty! G'day! Daffy, how, how are you, son? Good, buddy. Yep. Hey, listen, two for me. There's a whole lot, but I'll just give you two. One is ban the mark. It's just a waste of time. Why should the... Uh, defending team get an advantage from marking the ball inside the 22. It holds the game up and it's bollocks, right? Mm, I like that, yeah. yeah. And the second one is um, there should be no reset of scrum from a not straight throw from a from the team that doesn't contest the ball. Let it go. Oh, not straight to the line out? Yeah, so the attacking team throws the ball and the other team doesn't go up, but it's not straight so they come back for a scrum. Mm, yeah, if you're not going to contest, yeah. But the, these two points are all about keeping the game going and keeping the ball in play. But the mark, the mark's just a blight on the game now. I mean, it's come, it's from a hundred years ago, and you know why should it? Why should a, a, a attacking team get disadvantaged by a player marking the ball inside the twenty-two? Let him run, let him kick it, do whatever he likes, but get rid of it. I like that. I had never thought of that, and I can't think of a good reason to have a mark. No, there isn't now. I mean, it was probably a puffed as bloody rule 100 years ago, but it isn't now. Mm, mm. I like that. I like that. Good good points, good Eastie. Okay. Cheers, buddy. There's a couple of good points in there. Uh, next up, is it Terry? Sam? Terry is next. G'day, Terry. Yeah, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, my main one is, um, yeah, injuries. I reckon if you are in the play when the whistle goes for the stoppage, you know, you can't then all of a sudden take a knee and have an injury break. Great point. over and you're not in the play, then that's a good reason to have a stoppage. Great point. You often yeah. see that, don't you? They're in the play and they're hobbling along and then the whistle goes and they go to ground. They can happily run and defend, you know, for the minute beforehand, but then all of a sudden the whistle goes and they can't move. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other guy made that point about the... Um, 
the line dropout. You know, I, I really hate that rule. You know, if you're on attack, especially when you're, you know, always being the forwards, you know, and you're, you're going to try and get over the, the try line, and it's almost not worth having a go because you're, if you get held up, you know, it's a line dropout, and you lose 50 metres. Yeah, you do. You do. I like, yep, another great point. Jeez, we're getting some good rules in here. Terry, I like it. Thanks for calling, mate. We go to uh, Doug. G'day, Doug. Hi, Steph. How are you? Good, thanks, Doug. Good, mate. Look, hey, thinking about it, the rolling more. I'm just sick and tired of watching teams just roll and roll and roll. When the referee says, use it, you use it that once. You give them one warning, use it. If he doesn't use it, they lose it. I've often thought when you say, use it, that's one, or that's once, and then that's twice, use it. Who invented yeah. that you're allowed to? Just, just get the ball out. God. Exactly. They're doing one warning, you use it now, there's your chance. If you don't use it, blow the whistle, opposition gets the ball, scrum. And the interesting thing about those rolling mall um, tries, any other area of play that is that is offside. I know Grant is, but he's had a real issue with the rolling mall for a long, long time. It is offside. You've got players ahead of the ball pushing out defenders. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say, Staff, was I just want to um, congratulate those guys who have given uh, New Zealand Rugby so much service, all those boys that are leaving, the coaches. Well done, lads. Thank you for your service. Bang on, and Doug. Good luck in the future. Yeah. Great. And let's see what the Razor's got to do, see what Razor brings next year, eh? Exciting. It's exciting and it's fresh, but we do um, have to tip our hat to those that have served for so, so long. Great yeah, points. Exactly, mate. Good on you, All Doug. Right, bud. Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Great call. Doug from Foxton there. Uh, Paul from Timaru. G'day, Paul. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. How are you? Very well. I've got a couple of suggestions. One's um, looking at the legality of what's going on with these. Uh, they set up like a snake ruck. Yes, right? the centipede. Player. Yes. Yeah, okay. So now what you see is a halfback then go to the side and nudge the ball back with his foot. Now, if he's engaging with the ball, he's entering the ruck from not behind most foot. So that should be an instant penalty to the opposition. Yeah, yeah. So that would that would take a lot of incentive out of doing that because the guy setting up the centipede would have to ruck it back themselves and it becomes unstable. The other the other suggestion I would um, make is that we've got to change the whole dynamic of risk and reward behaviour on the field. We can't make the fields any bigger and there's a lack of space, right, because of stadium constraints. But what we could do is I reckon they should narrow the goalposts by about forty to fifty percent, yeah, so that it becomes becomes very hard to actually kick a goal. It should be a high skill bonus rather than a guaranteed three points. So you're getting five points for a try and that's actually going to be a lot easier way to accumulate points uh, than a very difficult goal kick. So like to me, the goalposts just need to be narrowed. Paul, you have no idea how much I love that idea. That is an absolute, I've never heard that before. You, you've been wasted. I need to get you in touch with World Rugby. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a job there anytime. That'd be bloody good. <laughs> get you off the farm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need you, farmers. We need you, farmers. That's a, a couple of great ones there. Thank you so much, Paul. Yep, no worries at all. Jeez, I like that one. I like that one. We'll take one more before the break. We've got Jared in Christchurch. G'day, Jared. Hey, Steffi, how are you? Brilliant. Yeah, good mate. Hey, um, obviously the advantage uh, law needs looking at. That's pretty clear and frustrating at times. Um, also, people creeping beyond the, the high man most feet, just in general play. Like these guys are pretty much standing in the opposite backline, right? Mm. So, just what are the touchies doing there? Just keeping back, even if it's half a half a foot. But my main bugbear, and you're obviously a fan of both codes, right? Rugby yep. League and Rugby Union. Yep. Right? Okay. So what happens in Rugby League when there's a slap down? Knock on. Intentional or not. And what happens? Scrum. Or turnover if it's the last tackle. 
Okay, okay. And, and how does that play out? No one makes a fuss. No one says anything. The game restarts within 15 seconds. Yep. Man, rugby just makes it so hard for ourselves. And we've been duped. Rugby people have been duped into thinking the knockdown rule or, or knocking the ball down is cynical. It's not cynical. It's a great defensive play. If you're a rugby player and a professional rugby player and you've got an overlap and you can't draw and pass without the ball getting cut, then I'm sorry, but that's on you. But instead, even accidentally the ball gets knocked down and even tip-ups get called sin bin. Yeah. And you can potentially be given a sin bin, a yellow card, and a penalty try. Yeah. My God. And but... Talk about wanting to turn the game, throw something through the screen. And who's watching this or watching that... Is Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic watching this and going, wow, look what I've been missing out on. This is unbelievable, this game of rugby. Stop start, stop start, stop start, TMO. Yellow card for you for tapping the ball down. Great defensive play, but oh, too bad. And we'll give that a penalty try because there wasn't someone covering in the background. Oh, man. Rugby league. Intentional slap down. Scrum. Move on. The amazing thing Unreal, is, the, the amazing thing is, Cheslin Colby, if he had have caught that ball and run the length and scored a try, they get seven points. He he didn't control, and his probably isn't a good example. Um, they're not intentional. Most ninety percent of unintentional knockdowns. They're instinctive. There's the ball. I have to grab it because 100%. rugby's competing. For, it's not. Uh, they're being yellow carded for trying to play <laughs> the right thing. So I am hundred percent with you. But they're also being carded, you know, for these headshots and that. No one's going out there trying to hit someone in the head exactly, right? They're huge, fast, powerful professional athletes turning on a dime, right, at all sorts of heights and levels. And sometimes things just happen. This has been going on since 2017 when Sonny Bill got a red card in, uh, in the Lions series, right? It's yeah. been six years. And you cannot eradicate it. You can try, and I'm sure all the players have, have tried to improve their tackle technique. Um, everyone's working really hard on that, and it's improved, but you cannot eradicate it. And that just came to the forefront in, uh, in the weekend. I mean, for me, you know, and then you get Kiwis, and, uh, you know, I don't know what side of the fence you're on when Khaleesi hit Sarver, and everyone's like, we're all just paying for a card to come out. Mm. We want, you know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't be wanting rugby to be played like that. Or Col- Colby knocks the board, board like, yeah, 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 card, yeah. I know. He should be ring us a We're all sitting here fucking, t- excuse my language, talking about cards and, ah, man, the game I grew up loving for over 40 years, mate, it just looks like an absolute cesspool. And all these kids that are sitting there watching that amazing, like, like our product, the final, kids are sitting there, Absolutely bored, something left, thinking, where's my iPad? Well, let me go outside and play basketball or do something. Why are you making me watch this absolute garbage? What's going on, Dad? Dad's got no idea what's going on. Dad, you know, doesn't know 632,000 rules and laws and interpretations and stoppages and injuries. And, ah, oh, man, real, real disappointing. But saying all of that, I give full credit to the Springboks, man. They just squeezed us, strangled us. We could have won, but fair play to them. It's not, we're not been, I don't think anyone's been a sore loser or, or spoil sports or anything like that. We just want the product to improve. And man, all I see is like 15, 75 year olds sitting around a table in England, you know, not doing jack all. Anyway, there's my rant, staff. I'll Perfect. continue on. Have a good one. <clears throat> Love the rant. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, if you're on the ho- on hold, do stick around. We do have to get a breakaway. We'll be back shortly. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Oh, we've had a lot of interesting ideas come through. Let's hear from Kaya Poise Neville. G'day, Neville. G'day. Um, interesting listening to the various comments. Yeah. Um, 
I've always had some thoughts that would improve the game so much. Um, honestly, you've just got to... Oh, that was terrible, really, that, that final, when you when you look at all the things that went wrong. Um, uh, if they'd lost by 15 points, I don't think we'd be too disappointed. But, you know, that try of Aaron Smith, apparently the rules, Mark Reason has written a very good piece, um, the rules apparently say you're not supposed to go back more than two plays. Um, but he went, they went back five plays and uh, those sort of things are they're just not acceptable. But just to get back to the rules, um, the red card, um, what Foster's saying, I think is great. You know, you've got 10 minutes for a yellow, 20 minutes for a red, but... Make it so that the guy who is red carded, he can't come back. You've got to send someone else on. Mm-hmm. I think that would sort of solve that problem. Yeah, we had that. Um, didn't we have that in Super Rugby or Rugby Championship or something? The twenty-minute no, red. Yeah, but I think. I, yeah, it was. But I think the guy could come back, or was it? No, you know, someone. Someone sure else what, comes back. Someone else yeah. comes back. Yeah. Well, that's a good start. Now the other one, someone brought up. If there's a penalty try, why in heaven's name do you have to send a player off as well? I would have thought penalty try is, is enough of a penalty for the infringement. I do too. Yeah, it's a double it's a and, double sentence. Yeah. Now here's another one that would really clean the game up is in the collision or the ruck or whatever you like to call it. Players should not be allowed to tackle people without the ball. In other words, you know what happens in the when the thing comes in? They come straight in and blow people out of the way and all that sort of thing, which leads to injury. If that was outlawed, the rucks would be clean. The ball would come back much more easily and it would just free the game up enormously. And the other one that is really sickening me is the scrum. It's, it's just an, it's a, it's rubbish, the scrum. Um, when, when the scrum goes down and the ball's in the back of the other team's scrum sitting there, play should continue. Yeah, release it immediately. It, it, yep. Yeah, the ref should say, clear it. And the, and the game would continue, but, oh. And, and I knew when South Africa got their ruddy scrum on halfway against England, I said to my wife, I said, they'll get a penalty, nothing sure and they did. And um, our, and in the last minute, we had the scrum near the line, and the scrum went down. It looked like the, we were going forward, and I think everyone thought we'd get a penalty, but, oh, no, Mr Barnes wasn't going to decide the game on a penalty. Yeah. Um, so those are just some little things that I think would, would make the game flow. Mm. Neville, I appreciate your ideas. I hear your frustration too, along with a lot of us. Uh, thanks heaps for your call. We do have to take some news. We'll be back with a call shortly. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Right, we're going to try and get through these calls. Uh, not, I want to hear your opinions, but we haven't got lots and lots of time, but we do have lots and lots of calls. So we go to Mikey in Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. What have you come up with? Oh, I've got uh, two, so I'll go quickly. One of them's not mine. This, this is uh, a person who phoned in, to, uh, sorry, texted into um, the, the last guy, and uh, I think it's well, it's all around the advantage rule. So, sorry, I'm a bit flustered. I'm not used to trying to rush here. Um, okay, so what he was saying is that the advantage rule is a pain in the bum. So if you're going three minutes of advantage and you've got to go back to the point of the penalty, then take the time back. Yes, I've been a proponent for that for a long time as well. So that was a texter into McCarty's show. Um, and Or the alternative is, is like, you know, in league they've got their last kick, for example, and they've got to use it, right? They've got to do something or the last play. Um, how about like five, six phases? That's it. If you use your six phases, too bad. If you don't, have a, have a miracle punt and see what happens. Like, it's just, it just soaks up so much time. But remember the theatre in the All Blacks Island game when we defended for 37 phases, though? 
That was pretty. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yes, but that wasn't under advantage. Oh, I see what you're saying. So six phases under advantage. Yep. yep. Okay. Correct. Yep. Correct. So it's just just that sort of oh, you're under advantage in this interminable. It could have been thirty six phases with it. With imagine that was a penalty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> thirty six phases of play, and then it's a kick. Yeah. So would we be happy with that? We wouldn't be, would we? So no. Um, I think that would just speed up things a little bit. Anyway. Good man. Good. Top Give man. me my game back, please, Daffy. Give uh, my stick game back. I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. Uh, let's go to Pete and Dunedin. G'day, Pete. There you go, Staff. I'm in out of the chuck a bit, so I might have uh, missed a couple of, but I think um, attacking intent is what we want, uh, isn't it? We don't want a game uh, where you score one try and a conversion and you lose to three penalties, uh, uh, 9-7. So somehow you've either got to drop the penalty um, uh, reward or... Somehow, um, I love the caller about, uh, before saying about making the posts uh, skinnier, but how about um, when you score a try, you have if you're out wide, you get more if you get the conversion and have a one, two, three situation so you can score a try and get a conversion to make it 10 9. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I've often thought I wouldn't mind zones in the in goal. And like if you're behind by nine and you've got to try under the post, you might head off out to the sideline like Carlos did against the Crusaders to try and get more points for the conversion. Just brings another dynamic. It just creates attacking intent rather than kick pressure on, get the penalty, kick. I mean, you know, the box won, but were they scoring a try against us? I don't think so. Mm. They've only scored two tries in their four World Cup wins. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I was at the, one of the ones they won against England, sitting on my own, England versus uh, South Africa in 2007, and it was a kick fest, and it was horrible. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, they've, they've got a winning formula, and it gets them World Cups, so what can you say? You can't, yeah, you can't argue with it. Yeah. Good stuff, Pete. Thanks for the call, buddy. I will stay down in the South Island in the heart of Cromwell. Jeff, the ref. Jeff. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether I should ring you, Staffy, but I'm probably enjoying the, the feedback from the uh, passionate rugby followers. Mm. Um, you know, so, <clears throat> yeah, the, the Danish one there, yeah, like as a referee, you know, I'm 30 years grassroots rugby. I've always been. Never kept inside if there's any infringement um, by the defending team inside the 22. I tend to play advantage to give that attacking team the opportunity to score, and nothing better than playing that advantage inside the 22. Even though it might take a few phases and they score, it's, you know, you know, spectators enjoy it, uh, us referees enjoy it, when it you know, rather than giving a bloody penalty or, or getting the cards out, you know. It's about getting the feel of the game, really. Um, especially around. Advantage is the best law in the book. Of all the laws, advantage is, of the game is one of the best laws. I know there's some the law book needs over, you know, needs to be looked at, definitely. Um, the yellow card, like this, can't give two yellow cards, two yellow cards or infringements to the same player. So it automatically goes to, you know, a red. If a player gets um, infringes, which is only a yellow card infringement, it automatically goes to a, a red card. So that's the law that needs to be looked at. You know, um, there is some dumb laws there, and we don't use most of us grassroots referees don't. Use, otherwise, you wouldn't get a game of rugby, mate. You just wouldn't get a game of free referees. A letter of the law not out of the IRB box. The game would be stuff. Yeah, you know, completely. Yeah, and um, you know, it's just. You know, I'm just thinking about the pressure of that game. You know, unfortunately, that's the way the South Africans play it. And we play our best rugby against teams like Ireland or Australia when I play the same sort of open rugby and it suits our game, the game plan and our, our players can express themselves. But I'm just thinking if we had Grant Fox or Dan Carter kicking those goals that we missed, you know, they would have got those. Mm. So I, I just think back in 95 and Merton's had opportunity and the normal time to win it, and he missed twice. It's those pressure moments that a good player step up to the kickers, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. I mean, they, 
I'm proud, to, you know, I am proud for the team of Fuzzy and, and Kane. Um, it's just, yeah, that head clash, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get around that unless they lower the tackle height, you know, down around the waist. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't know how we're going to get around that. Certainly falls again when you drop players off, you know, out of it, you know, down to 14 or 13. You know, it's just, just a little kind of clunky. So I'm surprised that AB's got a lot of heart, didn't they, to, to stick it out. Mm. Um, but, but it's not easy for referees. We're, we're governed by that law block. And then we're ridiculed if we don't. Like you think back in 2007, you know, we were the, we were the AOs. We were the team AO then for that fourth pass. So players, coaches, and our spectators demanded that it's more accurate. So it's gone probably too far now, isn't it? Mm. You know, Jeff, I appreciate, appreciate your call. Got lots of calls to get through, but I always appreciate yours. Good, sir. We'll take one more before the break. Haven't got long. Grant in Auckland, welcome in. Are you there, Grant? <coughs> I can hear you coughing, Grant. Oh, Grant. Oh, no, no, DB. Yeah. Sorry, mate. DB. Um, yeah, DB, can you hear me? Yeah, gotcha. Hey, uh, hey firstly, uh, what a game. I mean, look at how South Africa scraped through one, one, you know, one goal loss, one point, one point. And so I just want to congratulate South, um, South Africa on their win. And what a second half. The All Blacks just gave everything, had them on the ropes, you know, and just couldn't put them away. But just quickly, with the TMO, I hated ref's decisions that were wrong. I got sick and tired of it. And if the TMO, if that had been South Africa, with that score that the halfback, our, our halfback, um, oh, what's his name? Aaron Smith. It was. Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith, yeah. If that had been South Africa and they'd scored, I would have been happy that the team had picked up a knock-on <clears> in the line-out, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I just want to point out a couple of points, mate, but I'll just do it quickly. The up-and-unders, they played a strategic game. I counted 12 up-and-unders from South Africa in the first half. And then seven long-range kicks. And I think it was slippery, wasn't it, Staff? Yeah, it was. It was. And, I mean, it's very hard to play that sort of uh, situation. They took a gamble near the line, and I think that they should have taken the points. I, I, I was wanting them to take the points. But I'll let someone else have a talk, just a few things. But congratulations to South Africa. Top man, DB. Thanks for calling. We'll take a break. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Rightio, here's our batting order. John, Joey, Jade, a minute each. John from Auckland. G'day, buddy. Yeah, g'day, Steffi. Always good to be on your show. Hey, just quickly, I saw a post from Rugby Pass. They said that South Africa is the greatest rugby nation in the world. And I said, well, they've won four World Cups, but I don't think they're the greatest. I mean, we've won Women's World Cups as well. We've won six of them. Six of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... um, I think we are, because uh, both games have won world championships. And under just on the game quickly, I know I've got 30 seconds to go. <laughs> Always good at the time. <laughs> um, uh, what, what I took umbrage to was the the TMO always coming in, mate. I mean, my God, if they want to kill our game, that's going to do it. And it's always the English officials, it seems to be, mm. because they just want to get involved. Um, they need like we're in the we're in the entertainment industry, mate, and we've got to compete with all these other sports. Yeah, we don't want bloody pedantic refereeing around. I'm sorry, but that's just how I see it. And I'm not I'm like congratulations to South Africa; they deserve to win. But that's all from me, mate. I hope they um, sort it out, and the next World Cup's going to be brilliant because I'll be there in awesome. Australia. Top man, thank you, John. We go to Joey. G'day, Joey. You got a minute. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, look, as I said yesterday, you know, the TMO should only be allowed to come in um, if a referee asks. And um, and with the um, the tackles, the, the high tackle or whatever, if you go into a tackle and, ta- and tackle, the referee has a look at it. It's a referee's decision. He has a look at it. If he thinks it was on purpose uh, or if it was accidental, it's only a penalty. Um, if he thinks it's 
worse than accidental and, and it was done deliberately um, or no, or shoulders only, you know, shoulders only, no, and, and flexing or whatever, um, yes, then you get sent to the, to the bin, um, but probably not, not, not also then have a look at it for a second time and go, oh, it's gonna, it could, could be a red. You either get, you know, one or the other. And um, you, you, that's how I see it. And, uh, and the, the third thing would be, um, yeah, just a, just a TMO, so have, have a little bit more, more or less, less to say about it, perhaps, you know, yeah. than, than, um, than what they do. Because they're, they're interfering too much at the moment. And the referees, you know, the referee's only, he's only going by the rules. And he's going back. Oh, just on the on the the um, the um, uh, uh, advantage rule. You go two phases after the advantage. If you go over the advantage line by more than say four meters, four meters, the advantage is over. Simple as that. Okay. And Steph, go. The mighty top. <laughs> top man, mate. Hey, Jade, I'll get you to I'll get you to hold on there. We'll take a break. You get a bit longer after the break. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We've got one and a half minutes to news. Jade in Hamilton. G'day, Jade. Steph, how are you, my man? Good, thanks, buddy. Right, uh, to reward uh, positive play um, and, and negate um, uh, points, mine's to do around uh, penalties and conversions. So uh, conversions, sorry, penalties should be done by drop kick and uh, should be a lesser point. So whether it's reduced from three to two or, or to one, um, so to create positive play, you're promoting teams to score tries, and therefore conversions can be at a higher um, higher score. So instead of two, it might be three, and then you get to do it off a place kick um, because obviously it's a, a skill um, that we don't want to lose from the game. So I think that will um, create positive play to score more tries and make teams think less likely to kick the goal for penalty because it's worth less and it's a drop kick, which is a harder skill set to do. Like it. Like it, Jade. Tremendous idea. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling with those ideas and thank you for holding. We've made an executive decision. <clears throat> We're going to keep the lines open after one. We're going to push Matty Pierce back to two o'clock. So you have to play your part and ring with your rule changes as well. I'll give you a reminder after the news. Uh, but Matty Pierce will be at two o'clock instead of one o'clock because we've had so much good feedback and a truckload of text messages too. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. So many good text messages. Uh, one from Sam from Tauranga says, Awesome calls in the first hour, staff. You just need to lose the flankers, do a maximum of six phases, and make tries worth four and kicks worth two. And you're sweet. Rugbaloog. <laughs> uh, Jim from Tamuka, Staffy, I'd like to congratulate the box on their win. Uh, I'm hurting for the All Blacks, but we never took our chances. Thanks to all the men who donned the black jersey, and a big thanks to those behind the team who worked hard for the team to beat what it is. Good text. Um, let's get through some of the text. We're going to keep the phone lines open. 0800 811. If you've just joined, we asked you what needed rule changes, um, game changes, any changes you'd like to see on the back of the Rugby World Cup. We've had some brilliant ideas. And we've even had people texting and voting for some of the ideas, which we didn't ask for, but I... I welcome it. I welcome it. Staff, one rule change, this is from Brian, one ch- rule change I would like to implement is when a drop kick at goal misses and goes dead, it should be treated as any other kick in that there is a scrum from where the drop kick was attempted from. Hopefully that will discourage wasteful kicking and keep the ball in play more. Cheers, Brian. So if there's a missed drop kick, what is the restart? It's a 22, isn't it? If it goes dead, yeah, it's a 22. Um, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, 
Hi, staff. I may have missed it, but did Sammy have an opinion on the rugby final? I'm keen to hear his thoughts. You didn't hear what I just said, did you, Sam? Our listeners are keen to hear your thoughts on the rugby final, Sam. Well, just one person, I think. The rest don't want to hear from me, Steph. What, what did you think of the rugby final? <clears throat> you should have asked me yesterday when I was fired up. <laughs> we spent like an hour, well, probably more than that, talking out in the office about it all. Um, hard probably to cover off what hasn't already been said. Yeah. I just, I was very much in the camp, and I was probably a minority of in the camp that... Um, I didn't think the referees cost us. I thought there was way too much whinging about those calls when, you know, I thought we weren't we weren't good enough. We didn't we op- had opportunities to win. We didn't take them. And you know, I, I I do find sports fans in New Zealand and maybe it's sports fans around the world like a a little bit well actually no a lot a, quite a bit fickle, but also um, quite hypocritical because isn't it funny the Wayne Barnes um, going up uh, talking to Artie Savier and what people are saying you know quote unquote admitting that he was wrong when it's funny it's come out now that he wasn't admitting he was wrong he was just saying sorry I didn't see the replay now people are annoyed at that because Wayne Barnes um, didn't acknowledge that when the TV replay came up he was wrong and reversed the penalty yet they're all complaining that the TMO was too involved and they want the ref to just be able to ref the game and make mistakes but isn't that exactly what happened with Wayne Barnes and Artie Savvy? So I find a lot of hypocrisy in it and also find people don't know what they want. Like I say to people, what is the number one most controversial decision in All Blacks rugby history from, from an All Blacks point of view? And they all say the Ford Pass of 2007 when the TMO wasn't as heavily involved as it is today. So you're going to get moments like that without the TMO. If you want every decision to be correct, which to be honest, Steph, whether you hate the rules or not, the decisions were correct from the TMO. There was a knock on by Artie in that line out. Sam Keynes probably was a red card as per the rule book. All that sort of stuff, it got right, but you need to work out what you want. Do you want everything to be correct and have heavy TMO involvement, or do you want the forward passes of 2007 where a referee will miss things? And you have to decide because this is what sport is and nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, so I got really annoyed with all of the bashing of Wayne Barnes and the refereeing because I just thought we weren't good enough, Steph. And I thought. You know, we, we talked about this as well. But the one of the biggest sticking points for me with the All Blacks execution, and it's been a bit of a tale of them over the last four years, is when they run set plays off the back of the ruck, off the back of the scrum, etc. The passes aren't crisp. They're behind players' backs. They're in the air, so they're having to jump. And with all those little microseconds that add up, by the time it gets to your centre, he's getting hit by a South African defender. There's no fluidity like you see with Ireland, who just everything hits the hands perfectly and the timing's fantastic. We just didn't have that. Mm. And that's why we couldn't break the South African line. And my final point as well is, you know, don't... I'm real conscious of sounding like a pessimist because I am very proud of the All Blacks and very proud of what they achieved. And, and whilst I didn't think they'd win the World Cup and I was sort of, you know, wanted Razor and all that sort of stuff, I still really respect the Foster and all that sort of jazz. However, if you want to be brutally honest, at the end of the day, we, we won one big game at the World Cup and that was against Ireland. We lost to France in the opening game. We lost to South Africa in the final. We won one big game. And that, to me, has been the story of the last four years as well. We win one, one-off big games when we sort of need to in between. And then we go, like, you know, we, we beat Ireland in the first game in, in Auckland. Then we lost the series. We beat South Africa after losing to them. We beat them in Ellis Park. Massive win. We go and lose to Argentina the next week down in Christchurch. So it's been a theme of the last four years that we win these sort of one-off games. We can't string them together. And I think that's what this World Cup was as well for the All Blacks. So... There's my there's my two cents, Mikey. And uh, if you want the if you want the full twenty bucks, then uh, just give me a call. <laughs> Beautifully surmised. Hey, Steffi, do you know if Sam Kane has to face the judiciary for getting a red card, or even Khaleesi? She's got. I don't know. Very good point. I don't know. Um, actually, we don't want Sam's opinion on the game. Says the text. Well, you just got it. You just got it. Let's go to the back to the calls. 0800-150-811. Steve in Auckland. Hello, Steve. Oh, kia ora, brother. You know, um, a couple of days later, after after really thinking about it and and putting a couple of things together, you know, just in and around player welfare, I just can't believe what a hypocritical lot world rugby are. You know, they talk about welfare, but they're quite happy to put another 12-team competition together for all the top players when it's obvious a lot of these guys are playing a lot of bloody rugby anyway. In fact, far too much. It really staggers me that the top nations have even agreed to this. 
you know, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I could understand that if you wanted to sort of bring your, your tier two nations in, bring some, um, you know, bring some tours back just to stimulate things along. But another 12-team competition, you know, when we're, you know, primarily what, what, we're, what we're talking about, you know, it's not, it's not even got any, for me, it's not even got anything to do with the officials. It's almost like, World Rugby has given their officials a real poison chalice or a framework that's so flawed that it's the officials that actually get out, get hung out to dry. Mm. And and basically, they put this in place because of the welfare of players. But when it comes down to, to it at the end of the day, let's just bring in more rugby for our top players. How, how, does, that all, how does that all add up? I oh, know. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. What did you talk about the referees? They they really are being chucked into a cauldron, aren't they? That's almost unwinnable oh, for them. Hard out. I mean, it's like, that's just that's that's just the tools they've got to work with. You, you know, any any profession, whether you, whether you think about it, if you give somebody the wrong tools to work with, you don't. Get, you're going to have issues at the end of the day. I've got a really good analogy, but it's gone out of my head. If I get it back, I'll text it, text it through you. I, I just can't think of another sporting organisation that basically gives their officials such a inconsistent set of tools where the people or your stakeholders in the game get so absolutely frustrated. You know, it's, it's really interesting. I jumped on the World Rugby site just to see who the head of referees. My God, do you know how many people work for World Rugby? <laughs> you, you should check. You should check it out, Staffy. I tell you, I don't think you'd fit them all in a seven four seven. There's so many. Now I don't know whether they're offshoots or contractors, but you just shake your head. Like you can jump on some organisations, you'll go through the contact lists, and it'll probably take you about a minute to get through it. I literally gave up looking through how many people. I actually even saw a couple of New Zealanders in there. Paddy Bryan, who was the head of referees for the Sevens. Even Craig Joubert was in there. You know, next Northland player was in there. Sam, Sammy Pinder, who was a halfback from Northland many years ago. What, what do these people do? <laughs> Seriously, I just... To, to me, it just beggars belief for I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking radically here. I just think the game needs a revolution of some sort to to basically take the power away from people who are just freaking absolutely screwing up what is is a great game, a game that's been a great part of our lives as well growing up. But you just you just shake your head, but you you hang in there thinking that maybe they'll get something right. Sometime soon. Hmm. The problem for the likes of me, I'm running out of land. <laughs> I'm running out of landing strip <laughs> in life. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's going to happen. Oh well. All I can say, like you with the turbos, still got the tunnies anyway. That's it. That's you it. Know? Top man. <clears throat> Thank you, Steve. Good. Good, on you, brother. good to talk. Always good to talk to good rugby people. Uh, a couple of texts. One from Josh saying, "For once, I actually agree with Sammy. Shot, bro. Good words. There you go. There you go." Uh, speed of TMO involvement is important. Taking away the emotion of the moment isn't ideal. Uh, from Brian, absolutely spot on, Sam. Couldn't agree more. Came to a big dance. We had two left feet. Coach's game management was poor too. Reserves came on way too late to have some influence after we played with 14 men. That's from Brian. Uh, lots of field of dreams, folks. Good on your team. If I could change one thing, <clears throat> this is Matt, if I could change one thing, it would be to stop the on-field coaching by refs. If they remain silent and blow their whistle for infringements, you'll see players respect the ruck and offside line instantly. Allow one captain's challenge to counter this. We'll also stop players asking refs questions at every ruck. There is a lot of talk, isn't there? In fact, uh, was it Wayne Barnes? It might have been... No, it was... Who had the third, fourth place? Was that Nick Berry, Sam? Nick Berry. Man, he spoke a lot. Lots of pleases and thank yous as well, which was interesting. Um, uh, text from uh, Carl. Sam, 
We were good enough. We lost by one with 14 players for 70 minutes. Cheers from Stratty. We were very nearly good enough. Staffy, my take on the game, the ref and the TMO didn't have a great game, but neither did the All Blacks. We had our chances. We didn't take them. Well done, South Africa, from David. Um, there's always cause and effect. Reduce penalties to two points or increasing try points will beat... Oh, sorry, will lead to increased penalties and then likely even more yellow cards. And the guy that suggested to let non, non-competing, non not straight line-outs, how crooked can you throw it? Straight to halfback? Just not that easy. You don't know if they're not going to... Well, sometimes you can tell they're all in that crouch position, aren't they? Um, you know they're not going to contest. Hi, guys. If I was the ref for the World Cup final, I would be praying one team just thrashes the other. Uh, it takes away all the drama afterwards. Grant from Christchurch. Yes, like if South Africa won 40 to 10 or the All Blacks won 45 12, uh, the referees wouldn't be talked about. Staffy Dan here. I think the advantage rule should be 10 seconds. Easy to count 10 seconds, and if no gain, then back to the infringement. And TMO should only be used when needed. And no yellow card for missed intercept or pat down, just a penalty. Yeah, the, that knock on, that the Cheslin Colby one, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Man, we could yeah, we could go in circles about because we we've talked also about how you know red cards should be for cynical play and you know like um I raised the point with you as well that um me talking on air must just encourage people to call in death calls because cool. um, we've talked about as well and and uh, you know people roll your eyes whenever I talk about ice hockey but see in ice hockey when there's a penalty you get a power play and it's actually a part of the game it's not seen I mean yes it's seen as like a bit of a negative but people love it you know team goes down by one man for for two minutes if they score he comes back on the ice it's a bit of an exciting thing and some maybe rugby needs to do something similar with a yellow card where something like the Sam Cadence and it happens it's a yellow card but there's some sort of system where you know if they score points he comes back on or whatever it might be and oh, so sorry, it turns into if they score they come back on correct yeah it ends <coughs> the power play and they okay. come back on it's called a power play as well it's not called a yellow card or it's just called a power play so it's it's got different sort of terminology different and ideas around it because red cards should be for cynical play and you know all the stuff we talk about with with the high tackles and you know, tackling people in there, all the stuff that's really frustrating us about rugby at the moment is around player safety, right, and player welfare, and then protecting their bums from for the CTE claims later down the track. But as as we spoke about yesterday as well, look at someone like Izzy Dag, who is almost he almost can't walk because of what rugby did to him in terms of his knees and his back and all this sort of stuff. Yes, yet, yet and he's beaver not, and his hips, yet, same correct. thing. Yet they're not getting the same protection as the brain injury. Now, look, I know brains are very different and they're, and, you know, they're, they're te- um, sensitive topics and it affects a lot of other stuff. But it, but there's there's other rugby plays that injure athletes in just as debilitating ways for later in life. Like they might be, Izzy Dag might not be able to play with his grandchildren when he's 55 or 60 because he can't walk, you know. And, and But yet, the, yet his the tackle that did that to him would have been totally totally legal and fine. At what point do we just say it's a physical game when you sign a professional contract and you say you want to earn a million dollars and play in front of 60,000 people, you're also admitting or acknowledging that this is a physical game. You might get injured. Something may happen later down the line. So you're saying sign a waiver like you do at Correct. AJ Hackett. Correct. And I maybe we need to get on our, our good lawyer, our good sports lawyer, um, What's his name? Um, Aaron Lloyd. Aaron Lloyd. And ask him why that isn't just the case, why they can't just make them sign something that says, I acknowledge the risk and I take it full on board. And I'm happy to because I get paid a million bucks. Mm. It's a different story for your local rugby game staff on a Saturday morning because, you know, they're not getting paid and all that sort of jazz. But for professionals, I don't know. Mm. Maybe yeah, maybe it's a conversation that goes around in circles. Yeah. We'll take a break. Dax, you hold on there. Uh, great man in Christchurch. We'll come back with your call very, very shortly.